0: Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. It jumped up a notch. It did, didn't it? Bears Nation. Bears Nation. Bears Nation. When well, it will begin
1: from the gun.
0: Here they come. Football is loose. Bears recover inside the 10. The give is taken by Montgomery. And how about this start for the Bears? It's time for the Bears Nation podcast.
1: Distracted. On fourth and a yard from
0: the gun, looking back to the end zone. It is Moody, touchdown. With your hosts, Kevin Lapka and Jake Hassan. Yeah, I mean, the defense, I mean, you just look at everything that happened today. I mean, given a short field multiple times, you know, for us to take advantage of it, and just score touchdowns, get up
1: 14-0 was, was big.
0: Strap it in. It's the Bears Nation Podcast. Uh-huh. bears nation podcast welcome back boys and girls it is january 5th 2022 the bears beat the piss out of the giants a couple days ago we have media people fighting with mvps we have people reporting that other people are getting fired and then those people disputing that report when they're clearly lying it's a lot of stuff Hmm. going on it's a great time to uh it's a great time to be alive it's not i mean it's fine to say it's a great time to be a bears fan i guess i mean it's a very exciting time because we are five days out theoretically from presumably regime presumably good word there yet sure we'll go with that um of a new regime turning over and we can start to kind of have hope in this dumbass franchise again so that being said kevin lapka how are you doing
1: I mean, I got to say it's a little bit more exciting than weeks past, is it not? Like We had those weeks, like 8 through 16, that were pretty much like like, they were nothing. They were hell, and everyone was like, I don't want to listen to the Bears. I don't want to talk about the Bears. Is he going to be fired? Is he not going to be fired? There's rumors. There's left and right. There's everything. Now we have more reports that seem to be more reliable. We have some beef we get to discuss. We are closer to, like you said, that... That final, the, the impending doom of Matt Nagy, as you just tweeted out, and that feels good because you're finally heading in a direction you believe as an organization that will lead you to bigger things in the future. We're going to talk about who may be in charge of those decisions and who may be the key to you know the Bears having success in the future once they do make that move. But for a long time, like even in the mid season, early season, like there was still questions about whether he even was going to be fired. Like we kind of came mm-hmm. to that mutual decision, like. I don't know, like week 10 or something. We're like, yeah, okay, I think he's gone. But before that, like there was so much confrontation, so much back and forth. So to have a pretty, I would say pretty solid idea, Jake, that we know he's going to be gone and knowing that that's coming in, like you said, five days. That's a good feeling as a Bears fan.
0: Yeah, so if you've been living under a rock the last you know, 24 hours or so, Boomer Sison on his show on WFAN said that the Bears have informed Matt Nagy that he will not be returning after the season, that Sunday against the Vikings will be his final game. Bears had media availability today. Matt Nagy said, "I have heard no such thing. Nobody's had that conversation with me." Which is makes it the second time in roughly a month, give or take, you know, five weeks or so, that Matt Nagy has had to publicly say that he has not been informed that his job that he's lost his job, which is insane. Just the, I mean, it's so Bears that it is the second time in roughly five weeks that we're having this conversation of. Oh yeah, there was a report that Matt Nagy, this is going to be his final game. And then Matt Nagy saying, no, I haven't been told anything like that. Presumably he's lying to save face or they just haven't told him yet, um, which makes sense. Why would you tell a guy, you know, hey, by the way, you're fired, but we want you to coach on Sunday. That's so dumb. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Whether Matt Nagy is, hey, has been informed and he's lying for some reason, or the front office just has not told him that, that he's been fired whatever, I think we are all on the same boat that Matt Nagy will not be returning. Like Kevin said, we all came to that conclusion, regardless of the Boomer Esiason report, quote unquote, regardless of that, we came to that conclusion weeks ago that Matt Nagy was not going to be coming back before Thanksgiving. Even we're like, this guy's done. We all knew that. So this is all song and dance for nothing. You know, five days from now, we're more than likely going to be waking up to the report or, you know, Matt Nagy has been fired by the Chicago bears. Blah, blah, blah. I think we're all accepting that. Now, the interesting part gets to, are we going to see Ryan Pace's name included in that? You know, whatever you use, ESPN, Bleacher Report, The Athletic, what have you. Is Ryan Pace's name going to be attached to Matt Nagy's as also fired? The prevailing thought, and I also, I lean this way as well, is that Ryan Pace is going to be retained. Now, whether this is a good thing or a bad thing is a, matter that we can get into in the next couple minutes here. But Kevin, right now, we're in the same boat that Mad Nagy's gone. Right now, where are you leaning as far as Ryan Pace's job security?
1: I think there's two things. I think he's safe regardless. I'm going to go on. You know, we've been speculating for weeks past. We're so close to the date. Let's lock in predictions. I'll lock in what I think is going to happen. I think Nagy's gone on Black Monday. Everybody sees Mm -hmm. that coming. And I think Pace gets retained as the president of football operations and they hire a new GM. I think that is what is going to happen. You get that football guy up there, you know, to replace Ted Phillips. Ted Phillips either moves somewhere else in the organization to just handle finances or whatever the heck he wants to do, or he's gone completely. I would not be surprised if he just stays in the organization just so he's involved in some way and he can put that on his resume. But Pace is there. He needs somebody to check him. So what they're going to do is they're going to get somebody else. And I don't know who that may be yet. I haven't thought about names for that. I thought about head coaching names, but not GM names. But I think Ryan Pace is going to stay. And every Bears fan should really be happy about that. And they should be happy or, Mm. you know, content about it. And they – well, they should be content for if one thing happens – if he hires a head coach that everybody agrees on is a solid choice, then everybody should be content because why look at Ryan Pace's biggest mistakes in the past, right? He He's definitely mismanaged contracts. And last yep. week on Sunday was a big reminder of that. Seeing that you paid a guy who had negative passing yards $18 million. Like that was a, that was a big blow to Ryan Pace last Sunday. But what were his two other misses hiring Matt Nagy and, or really hiring any of the coaches, John Fox as well. Uh, well, and drafting I, I will Mitchumski. say
0: the the John Fox thing I kind of get because it sure. was his first hire and you knew what you were signing up for then. You knew the you talent wasn't be, there. Well, yeah. You knew it was going to be a full teardown. You knew John Fox was not the guy that was going to be there in five years.
1: Right. So I, so then like you can't, so he's like, what do you say? Like one for two then on coaching? It's not a terrible though. hire. Dude,
0: here's the problem though. And this is why people are upset. It's because those two misses. Are the biggest misses you can make in that role, the right a draft pick that high? Argu- yeah. First yeah. of all, using it on a quarterback, obviously Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes on the field becoming what they became stings even more. And then Matt Nagy not being the guy who he's the guy you brought in after you whiffed. Well, we didn't know you whiffed yet, but after you would already made that quarterback <laughs> selection, Matt Nagy is the guy you touted him as this big offensive guy. He's so excited to work with Mitch Trubisky. Okay, that fails. Then you paid Glenn and all that money before you even drafted Trubisky. Then you use the draft capital. You trade away draft capital, bringing Nick Foles who was supposed to replace Trubisky who had replaced Foles who had replaced Cutler. It's like, like this carousel goes around and around and around. Like this is, right. this is a whole. Well, yeah. And, and I don't know if you read this article. I think it was Adam Johns wrote it friend of the show. He at the athletic, he was like, Jay Cutler was in attendance to watch
1: yeah, he, uh, Andy Dalton beat yeah. Mike
0: Glenn- Andy Dalton, who was brought in to replace Nick Foles, who was brought in to replace Mitch Trubisky, who was brought in to replace Mike Glennon, who was brought in to replace Jay Cutler. It was this whole circle of crap circle. that it was. It was brutal, and so that's why I think people are so up in arms over. Because I'm with you. I think Ryan Pace is going to be retained in some way, shape, or form. I do think it's probably like. I agree with you. I think the most likely outcome is that it's a president of football ops type of situation. I don't think he just stays as the GM. But I think that's why people are upset because the two big misses are the but two here, biggest yeah. misses you can make.
1: But the reason why I say people should be less upset about that is because one of those you've already locked down. You don't have to have the impending worry of now what happens at the quarterback position. You know, you're locked in. You, well, know you assume, you for the you next assume you've locked it in. Oh, come on. You, okay. I, I'm, I'm like, just saying to you, everyone's you liking. You assume, right, you assume you
0: have made the correct choice there—that you have this. And side. I
1: don't think, well, I don't think we'll know that for years down. The, I mean, I—I right. I don't think we would know if he was the wrong choice for years down. The road. I, agree. I think we could very quickly there, know. That there he was, are people we, we already on Twitter who right are choice. saying
0: that you know Justin sure. Fields is a bust, which is insane. But there will always
1: be those people. But yeah. so that's what I mean. Is like okay, so you have one locked down. You there it was the two main areas that. You mentioned back in the circle, uh the full circle thing you just talked about. That was terrible. And then you know the two head coaches. So when I'm talking about what they do at the head coaching position, if they hire a guy like Jim Harba, a guy like yeah. you know, a, a consensus, a consensus guy where everyone's kind of all in on it, then then you're like, okay, we kind of have we we think at the moment we have the two things that what were that worried us most about Ryan Pace locked down. And then we know We have limited draft capital in the early rounds. He's a phenomenal late round drafter. He's going to load up with players who are going to give you production, assuming the coaching staff gives them the opportunities in year one. He's going to be aggressive in free agency. Whether he makes the right contract moves or not, he's going to be aggressive. He is going to pay somebody a heck of a lot of money. He is going to find you a receiver, whether that receiver be Devontae Adams or whether it be Demir Bird. He's going to go out and find somebody for you. He's going to reload the roster for you. So, that's what I mean where I say, like, I, I wouldn't say happy. I think that was a wrong word to, to you, how Bears fans should be feeling. But maybe, like, more comfortable knowing that you don't have to worry about, you know, his miss, like, him missing on Trubisky and Glennon and all the guys in the past. It's over. It's done. You can wipe that from your mind. He hit on fields. You have it going forward. Don't think about that. And now the head coach, again, the head coach is more of a evergreen thing where, you, you again, you don't really know. But as long as on day one it's not the wrong choice, if they don't go out here and hire – some nobody out of nowhere or some consensus guy who's like got issues in the past or something, or Mm -hmm. you're going to be comfortable with where you're at. Are you not like if, if they do those two, like if they had those two things locked in by mid January, you're feeling comfortable about what else Ryan Pace can do to surround the two constants that haven't been there in the previous, you know, seven years. So six years, however long. So here's
0: why I get why people would be upset with pace staying at all. I understand why people want him fired Mm -hmm. because you may, yeah, you're right. Yeah. He got, he was able to get you fields. Yes. He's going to do the things that you need to fill out the roster. However, if you keep pace, that's kind of sticking with the status quo and then you worry about things not really changing. Sure. Yeah. You can bring in the right coach, but the prevailing mentality of the Chicago bears won't change. And there in itself is the problem because what have we said for the last however many years about Ted Phillips, is that as long as you keep him, the status quo doesn't change and the brain trust doesn't change. And from the top down, it doesn't change. You keep the status quo. And that's the problem is that you need a reshaping of the brand of the Chicago Bears. You need to move into this new era. And if you keep Ryan Pace, you risk that not happening. Now, is there a point where, okay, Ryan Pace gets promoted to president of football operations, let's say and he just has his hands on the new stadium and the relocation and the very, very big pictures, which he has shown Mm -hmm. he's very good with. The upgrades to Hellas Hall were him. The moving of training camp was him from Bourbon A back up to Lake Forest was him. He did that excellently. That was definitely for the best and what was needed for the team. He crushed that. Now, can he do those things and then delegate to a GM who can have full autonomy of the roster? and of the day-to-day, and of the coaches. Yes, obviously, Ryan Pace, if he was the president of football ops, and George McCaskey and possibly Ted Phelps would still need to be a part of that coaching search and of those roster decisions. But can they just trust the GM to do those things and put their signature to it?
1: I mm-hmm. don't
0: know if they can. We've seen time and time and again that the upper levels, the upper higher powers that be of the Chicago Bears are inclined to meddle more often than not. That I think is where people get worried because if you put Ryan Pace, okay, yeah, you kick him upstairs, but is he going to allow a GM to have that autonomy that he needs, that free range to work the roster and work a coaching search in the way that he needs? And I think that's where it comes from, the worry of Ryan Pace being retained and that status quo not changing.
1: That's fair. Now when you talk about status quo and you talk about the brand and who the Chicago Bears are, obviously like there's different definitions to that. And it starts at the top, but when you talk about how it relates to the play on the field, how much of that brand and that mentality of being a Chicago Bear and all of these different aspects are contingent on structural organizational structure versus coaching. Like because to me, when you think about the product on the field and you think about, you know, how you can really change the image of the Chicago Bears, I think that can be done with the right head coach. I think you know, Mike Dicka, right? Like it, there was no issues with the Bears at the time, but Mike Dicka defined that era. The owner, the GM, that they did not define the 1980s for the Chicago Bears. It was Mike Dicka who defined it. And, and he brought in this style of play. He brought in, you know, this Chicago Bears smash mouth type football in 1985, and or previously, uh, and then they won the Super Bowl in 1985. So I don't know how the question to you is. Do you because like the, the conversation, as you mentioned, like always is like it starts at the top, everything starts at the top. This is true. Like, if you want to see that, like, those changes as far as hiring the right people, as far as hiring the right guy who's gonna make the change on the field, then yeah, those things start at the top. But as far as getting the guys ready to play each and every Sunday, making the right decisions, you know, firing them up, changing your brand of football, to me, that starts at the coach level instead of at the GM or the You know, president of football ops or or owner, because most of the time, with the exception of a few GMs like Jim Irsay, who's in the locker room after every single game with Indianapolis, Jerry Jones, who's also the GM and the president, he does it all. Mm -hmm. He's technically everything for that team, And, and and you know a few others that I can't name off the top of my head. They're kind of apart from what is going on inside the locker room. The owner, that is. So that's why. When you talk about status quo and you talk about brand and you talk about who the Chicago Bears are as a team and what that leads to when you talk about what they do between the hours of twelve o'clock and three o'clock on Sundays, that comes from the coach to me more than it comes from whichever GM or president football ops you may hire.
0: See, but that's that's the problem. The fact that we're even talking about Mike Gitka and the 85 Bears, like that was 36 damn years ago. You know, like we're still we yeah. are perpetually stuck in this. Oh but the Dick Bears and the Super Bowl like that's over the problem like We're not yes. stuck
1: in it it's just I, an example
0: I'm, No but we are because that's the only example we have and that's what the point I'm going to sure. make that's the only example we have at a face value what you see like and like what you see in the window yes is the coaching and the roster and like you said the brand you build on Sundays the reason that that has been so fleeting though the Dick success the Super Bowl success is because the structure what's underneath and what you don't see has remained the same. You don't have GMs and president of football ops who are able to do what they need to do to continue that success. Yeah. You get it here and there. You get it in 85, you get it in six, you get it in 2018, but that's why you don't have that prolonged success that you look for. Yeah. It's great when you have that one run and when you have that one good team, but we want more than a flash in the pan. You want to be the Packers. You want to be the New England Patriots. You want to be these teams. And that's why they're able to do it because they have these GMs and these president of football ops who, yes, the coach is great. And that's great when you're window shopping and you want to see, you know, the bells and whistles. Great. Awesome. But if you want that prolonged success, you need to have the structure and the, and the building behind it, you know, like you can't just keep using right. 85, like it was almost, it was damn near 40 years ago. We can't keep using that as a crutch. You have to, you have to move on and you have to, you can't just have this one coach because the Nagy was supposed to be that Nagy was supposed to create this culture and this guy that, you know, reshaped the bears on the field and something again. get, but what, was to get fun- what was
1: missing? What was missing? Because not, so you're bringing up, you make good points and you say they've never done it consistently. And then, so we've named the problem. The problem is consistency. You've had flash in the pans. You've had, you know, the years, you know, Lovey Smith's years, but even in Lovey Smith's years, they were good, but they weren't ever great for a long period of time. They were great for certain years, but they weren't ever the Packers or the Patriots where you were winning division championships three years in a row. What has happened is you've had good coaches. You've never had a good coach and a good quarterback coexist at the same time and i think that is what could be really important and you talk about how the structure and how you create consistency and how you create a winning uh culture yeah like obviously that starts up top and that starts with you know those guys uh in the organization but you need the right coach and the right quarterback for you to win consistently you all the teams that you could mention in the past in the inception of football who have had dynasties who have had good runs who have year after year competitive playoffs you know championship runs each year it's not because their organization is really good. I mean, it typically is, but it's because they have a damn good head coach and they have a damn good quarterback who are on the same field at the same exact time. In the past, the Bears have never had that, and that's why I don't think you've ever seen that consistency. So you have the opportunity right. to do I, that I'm now. Not, and I'm not. I'm, I'm not saying arguing your point that is with right, you. But if we've never seen it like that, we as have right, no, never. I'm not we've never arguing known. that with you.
0: And and I get what you say. You're saying, but my point is like that's still just window dressing. You need to have someone who is prepared to roll with the changes as REO Speedwagon said, and just keep adjusting and keep going. So then once it's time for that new head coach and that new quarterback, you have someone who is prepared, boom, ready, has it set up where you can move into that next phase. Yeah. You have a down year or two, but it's a quick turnover. Then you're right back in the saddle for that success. That's what I mean, where you need that brain trust and you need to have that, that outline, so to speak, or that just, an outline or the bare bones of, all right, couple of years down. Okay. We'll be mediocre. We'll be bad even. And then we're right back to it. That's what I mean. The bears thought process. They haven't had anyone who's been able to build that. And I think that's what people are scared of going back to Ryan pace is you keep the status quo because he hasn't so far. And, and I get what you mean about, okay, maybe now that he, if, if he gets the right head coach to pair with Justin Fields, maybe he can be that guy as the president of football ops too. to, make that building and start to lay that foundation for that kind of process. But I think that's why people are scared or angry or whatever emotion you want to use of keeping Ryan pace around is because, okay, so far it hasn't worked out except for one year and you only got to the playoffs. You didn't even win a playoff game. So I think that's why people are like, okay, well, we need to just start fresh and <laughs> the RSP wagon for reference. You're re- You're welcome. Um, but that's what I mean. Like I think that's why people are more wanting someone who could be like, all right, We'll start it all from scratch. Yes, you have the quarterback. Start it from scratch. Get a new guy. Get a new GM. Hopefully, get a president of football ops, and then you can start from the ground up. And then maybe in five years, six years, ten years, you can become the Packers and the Patriots and those okay. franchises that have prolonged success. Because people are people have seen what pace is. You know, he hasn't shown the ability right. to do that yet. He could. I don't know, but I think people are more I think inclined. He could. People are more inclined, obviously, you know, as football fans, as sports fans, we -hmm. want the new shiny, you know, we, we want the new stuff because we've seen (laughs) what the old is already. We're how many years into this Ryan Pace experiment, you know, it's kind of been there, done that you want to see if someone else can do it.
1: So we're going down an interesting rabbit hole now, because we both think Ryan Pace is going to be in the organization. Now you talk about status quo remaining. If Ryan Pace remains in any scenario, I don't think that's necessarily true And this is where I I don't get me wrong.
0: I, I see, I see both sides. I see the benefits of keeping Ryan Pace and I see why people are upset. That was my argument for why people are upset with a potential retention of Ryan Pace. I, I think he could do it. I also understand why there is a desire to move on because I I agree. It hasn't worked so far. I I see both sides. Am I playing middleman Jake right now? Yeah, I definitely am. But
1: it's the right way to play it no one's gonna pound the table for either one honestly like i don't well, well that's you know, not there's true people, there's more people, people who are going to pound <laughs> well there's more people who are pounding the table for him to be gone than there are people pounding the table for him to stay yes, but yes there are the, but yes. i think a majority of i think a majority of the fans who are listening who are going to listen to this podcast are going to are going to think similar to way to the way we are but for and the my message to the people who are on the side that you just detailed of, you know, why like those who would be worried if they kept them, let me, let me pose you this about the whole status quo thing and about things not changing. And this is why I said, we're going down the rabbit hole. It depends on the guy you hire. If you hired, you know, there's a name floating around that's been floating around for years now. It's Peyton Manning, right? You know, oh Peyton Manning. You know, he did that little, you know, pre he he did that preseason bit with the Bears guys from uh, uh what are those guys' names from Saturday Night Live, uh, uh, who do the who they I have like a know. name for that? Everybody he knows did, what you're talking about. Yeah, they did that thing. He's he has a picture of Virginia McCaskey. Everyone's like, okay, Peyton Manning to the Bears, great. And I would be all for it. But in a situation like him, you could keep Ryan Pace as GM as whatever. Uh, as you know president of football ops and bring in Peyton Manning in any role and Peyton Manning alone would change the status quo and change I think the whole mentality of that organization so that's why I think those things can exist but now what the question becomes who has more power at then does the president of football operations or GM have more power when you talk about those types, you know, change, structurally right. changing things, fundamentally changing things because you look at the, you know, the, the, the really good example is the Cubs, right? I mean, that is the best right. example. When you think about sure. hiring the right president of baseball operations in that case, being Theo Epstein, and then having a GM like Jed Hoyer, who really was just kind of almost in the back. Most of the time, he never got any attention right. and those things worked. but Theo was the guy. In your opinion, who has the power? Because one is technically higher on the hierarchy. If you were to build a pyramid in all technicalities, it goes coach at the bottom, GM above coach, president of football ops above GM, owner above president of football ops. Is right. that not in the hierarchy? So does that apply to how you are going to fundamentally change an organization?
0: Well, so that's what I mean. That that kind of goes ties into what I was arguing for people who want Pace gone. Because I think if you fire Pace, that signals more of a sweeping change and then a possibility of going from that top of the pyramid down from owner, okay, then you get a president of football ops who then gets the GM, who then they work together to get the coach. I think that's why people are more hesitant to the Ryan Pace kicked upstairs idea because then it's like, okay, well, this is just the same guy who has failed for the past six years. That I think is the very key thing here. Because pace leaving signals, okay, we're all in. We know we have fields. Let's get the right people in pace, in, in pace, in place, <laughs> and go from there. And then maybe in two years, we're right back into that contention. I think that's. I think that's. You, you kind of you you kind of led yourself to the water in a roundabout way, but you got there. Yeah, I and see. Like you know what I mean. Like the pace being fired as well as Nagy would signal a complete change. Whereas you keep pace, you kick them upstairs, kind of represents a half-ass of it. We were kind of like, okay, yeah, you're kind of getting there to like sweeping changes, but you're you're half in, half out. You know, like when you were a kid and it'd be summer and the air would be on, your parents would yell at you inside or outside, you're letting all the air out of the house. <laughs> it's kind of like that. Like you keep pace, you make him present at of football offs. It's kind of like that. All right, pick. Wh- which way are you going to go? Inside, outside? Because you can't really half-ass it here. You got to kind of choose. I think that's, that's the big key there. Okay.
1: Yeah, I understand. I I, I understand that, but I still like, because we, because we both think it's going to happen. Um, I think that there is still like, there is again, it's middle. There's, there's reason to be concerned, but there's also reasons to believe that if they do hire the right guy, that that right guy can take precedent over how this organization is going to be run and, and then that guy can make fundamental change with pace still being there. I think that right. still can't well, happen. You, it have to, you, have to Maybe, you have to trust ownership.
0: You have to trust ownership to be like, okay, Ryan pace, you're going to do this. You're going to be in charge of the new stadium and the relocation. Now you delegate the, the, you know, day to day roster stuff to GM, whoever that may be. And then they were, he
1: should still have say in the football agree decisions. Agreed. Because that was the whole problem has, in the
0: past. Right. But he, so that's the thing he has to be okay with having control of the macro, the big picture and being right. able to delegate to a GM. Can he do that? Probably. I, I, I don't think Ryan pace is a very headstrong guy who knows. We really don't know that much about him. He's kind of a mystery man, but it, it, that's the thing you you have to trust in the bears ownership and the people that make decisions And as Bears fans, that's hard for us to do because of the million Uh, ways they've hurt us before. And I think that also is part of the, okay, we're going to be upset if Ryan Pace gets retained because that's still trusting the past and trusting the status quo. And they've hurt us so many times already.
1: Right. And now, so, so here's what's interesting too. And I'm starting to think about other organizations around the league who do these things the right way. In a lot of situations when you know, they're on the broadcast. They're talking about organization issues with the team or or things that are good about the organization. Most of the time, the camera does not pan to the box that has the owner in it. It pans to the box that has the GM or has the president of football ops. So I do think, and this is what needs to happen. If you are Lewis Riddick, if you are Peyton Manning, if you are any of the, the potential GM, president of football operations candidates, you go up in that meeting, in that hiring interview, and you say, look, great interview. Here's what I need from you. McCaskey's. i need full autonomy of what i need to do this well, organization runs well, through me i control everything and if they don't get that kick him to the door well like, remember they, chris ballard tried to do that remember did he i chris, i don't remember, remember that
0: chris ballard tried remember chris ballard was this close Remind me that chris mm-hmm. ballard was so when this whole process was going when, when emory was fired what, right pace. when ryan pace okay. ended up becoming the gm it was down to like ballard and pace and i think one other person it might not it might have only been them two and ballard was this close to being the guy like they they loved everything that Ballard was saying He like he had his plan and it's worked in indianapolis but he said i want autonomy i want to say so and they said no can do buster see you later and ryan Pace said yeah i'll work with you whatever you want is what i want and they said that's a good dog you're hired <laughs> you know like that's that's what happened. Chris Ballard yeah, wanted what ex- Chris Ballard wanted exactly what you just described. And they said, no. And so that's, that's where we have to put our trust again that. in the McCaskies. Have they learned from that? Can we trust them right. to put Ryan pace in an upper office and a higher position and then trust Ryan pace to kind of play hands off. And most bears fans, myself included would say, no, we can't trust that because it hasn't happened because we, we almost saw it however many years ago and they said no and now chris ballard has a his you know fielded a very very competitive indianapolis colts team ever yeah ever since then ever ever since that happened you know it took a couple years but i mean the last four years the colts have been fielded playoff teams now they can't get over that hump and that's you know whatever we we don't we're not you know this isn't the colts nation podcast (laughs) But he's done a really good job, and people consider Chris Ballard a top GM in this league. He is. So, I mean, you have to trust the McCaskies, and I am with every other Bears fans. You have every reason not to.
1: So that's part of the problem. That is part of the problem, and I think that's part of the reason they like Brian Pace so much, is you go back to that... That time that they were hired, it was like, Oh, you're gonna you're gonna be our little puppet, and that's great. And we love our little puppet, and that's why you might stay here even through all the shit that's happened the past three years. I mean, that's the whole reason why Jake and I think he's going to stay, is because we've heard from multiple people on this show. Adam Hogue said it. I think uh I think Jared Payton said it. He said they have undeniable love for Ryan Pace yep. for whatever reason it may be. The McCaskies have undeniable love for Ryan Pace. And that's part of one of the reasons part of one of the reasons why. Now, is there any sort of optimism to believe that, like you, you kind of hinted at it after the past, you know, six years now? After seeing everything, George McCaskey's older now. Virginia just turned what? She just turned ninety-nine. I think she just turned. She it was her birthday. It was literally, literally yesterday, yesterday or today. I don't, I I think she turned ninety-nine, which is incredible. Is there any sort of you know, is there any sort of hope yeah, that it's, it's they, today,
0: ninety-ninth birthday today?
1: Today, January 5th, 99. Yeah, I couldn't remember who was today yesterday. There you go, 99. Is there any hope that, look, they're they they these they're apparently aware, too, of the, the, the opinions that they have, the public opinion of the fan base. Apparently, the McCassies are aware of these things. I mean, how can you not be? It's been loud recently. Do they say, look, we want ownership of the Bears because this organization means a lot to our family. We have built this organization through our family lineage. This means a lot to us. We don't want to sell the team, but we're tired. We don't, we we're tired of doing this. So what we're going to do is we're going to sit and watch the games in the box every Sunday, but we're going to make the president of football operations and GM have full autonomy and full responsibility to this organization. And we're just going to be the stakeholders of it. That's all we're going to do because that's what George house would have wanted to do. He wanted to keep, he would have wanted to keep this organization in the family lineage for as long as possible, but we're going to step away and we're going to give it to somebody else and let them, Take the heat if things go wrong because they're sick of it. I think there's a chance that could happen. I mean, I don't because clearly they don't care that much. Clearly, they, clearly George McCaskey does not care that much if they're good, if they're good or not. So, if if it all it is is week after week and year after year, it's it's you're getting shit. You you know this guy sucks. Sell the team, sell the team, <laughs> and you want to break from that, then you have to go into that meeting and say yes, Peyton Manning, yes, Lewis Riddick, yes, whatever whoever it may be. You run the organization now. You have full autonomy. We're going to sit back, own the team, watch the Bears, build you a new stadium, and you're going to do everything else so no one can blame us now if things go wrong. So I, I think there, I think there's maybe a chance that could happen now. Again, that's that's the optimistic side of me thinking because we think that they're likely right. not going to sell the team. But is there any hope that that can happen? I mean, it's not entirely illogical. I, I'll believe it when I see it. And I will like, too. So, but, so let's circle
0: this back to what we do what we're 99% sure is going to happen, which is that Matt Nagy is going to be fired. Circling back to, yeah, okay. Actually, I want to address this comment. Many people think it's time to get input for former Bears. We've been seeing this for a long time. Jerry Azuma, front He's of the show, the show, he tweeted, and he tweeted, and I think Lance Briggs has tweeted it, I think even starting last year and maybe a couple years mm-hmm. ago, but I remember he was mm-hmm. very vocal about it too that former players want input on the team. Like they have thoughts, they have opinions on hey, you're doing this one. I think that is completely fair. I think that is 1000% something that organizations should be open to. And I think it says a lot about the Bears that they haven't. And I think that kind of answers your question, Kevin, of do you have faith that they'll be able to be hands-off? All right, all you guys. The fact that they're not even open to opinions from guys who used to be in the building, greats like Lance Briggs and Jerry Zuma. And they just, I eh, no, we know what we're doing. When they clearly don't, that's why I think people don't have faith. But anyway, back to right. my original point of let's circle this back to what we are pretty sure is going to happen. Matt Nagy is going to be fired come Monday, come five days from now. And let's start with the prevailing rumor and which has a lot of connections. We've heard it before. We've heard it a million times. People want Jim Harbaugh to be the next coach of the Chicago Bears. <sighs> no, thank you. Keep it moving. Oh, come on. Don't need why? it. Why? Don't want it. One, for and and this is before like this is why I think he won't be hired. First of all, he knows too much. He knows where the bodies are buried. He knows all the inner workings of the Bears of the family, and they're gonna say, "Nope, you know too much. See you later. We can't keep you at arm's length." That's what, what does me- that even
1: mean, though? Where like like he
0: knows he knows like where the proverbial bodies are buried. He knows everything about this organization. He knows. But what's wrong? It's good. That's good. But that's why the McCaskies don't want it. They like you know too much. See you later. Stay at arm's length. See, they want someone who they can with Ryan Peat's management where they can keep have their claws dug into you and you're the puppet and what you say and what you know is only what they see fit to tell you and show you. Jim Harbaugh knows too much. He was in the building. He was friends with everyone in that building. Like he knows So they too can much. kill
1: two birds with one stone. They can t- they can kill two they birds with one it. stone as they, far as bringing in the former player and getting his input bring in
0: someone who I, knows I things. I think they Who can, who can go out there and say things that they didn't already approve is basically what I mean. Like they wouldn't. if if they were head coach of the the bears, they wouldn't do it. He can go up to the podium and say things because he already knows them. He does. He's not reliant on the McCaskies for information. You think Jim Harbaugh is a Trojan horse.
1: That's what, that's what you think. You think, you think he's going to come in there and blow the organization up
0: for football reasons. I also just don't think Jim Harbaugh is an NFL coach. Yeah, he had a run of success with the 49ers. He got fired for 44 a 19 yes, won the... and 1. Three NFC Championship games. If if there was legitimate NFL interest, it would have happened already. He's been allowed no, to stay have, at though. Michigan and stew in Michigan for a reason. If there was a return the to the NFL on the table, it would have happened What's the reason, he stayed, Michigan, What's the reason run, he stayed in
1: Michigan, Jake?
0: What's the reason he stayed in Michigan? I'll tell he's you. Run, he's run his course. He ran his course in the NFL. He had a good stint. No, that's not that's not why he, he stayed in Michigan. Had a good stint. Mm-hmm. He flamed out. He has a place in Michigan. He's enjoying his time in mm-hmm. Michigan. Had his success. Finally beat Ohio State.
1: Great. Stay there. there you go. Don't, don't need it. Don't no. Need see, it. okay. So, you know where I go to school. Where do I go to school? Yes.
0: You go to Ohio right. State,
1: Ken. Yeah. This is what happened with Jim Harbaugh. All right? He I, – I believe Jim Harbaugh is a man who really wants – like when he gets into a role – he is going to bust his ass. He's going to do whatever he can to achieve what he needs to achieve in that role. I don't think he's a quitter. I think he's a good head coach. I think he's a good players coach. I think he's a good deve- developmental coach. He did his time in the NFL. He did what he needed to do, right? He got through, not not really did what he needed to do. He got three NFC Championship games, a Super Bowl appearance, number one a Super Bowl there in the NFL, but kind of got to the top consistently. And then say, so you know what? I just need to change the Forty Nine ers. We're on the down. They fired him. He he goes to Michigan. Now he's in Michigan, right? Year after year, they're losing. They're losing to Ohio State year after year. He's not going to leave that program until he builds them back. Until he builds them back to what Michigan was known as as a top a top team in the Big Ten Conference who's going to be able to beat Ohio State each year, who's going to have a chance to win the college football playoff. So what happened this year? He beats Ohio State. Boom. Box checked. Next, college football playoff. Can Michigan win a national championship? Can they be content in contention again? What do they do? They get throttled. Throttled by Georgia, so here's what your what is going on in the mind of Jim Harbaugh. He says, "Look, I I did what I need to do. I beat Ohio State. I put us into. I broke the the ten year drought. We're good. Move forward. I know now, though, Michigan will never ever have a chance to compete for a college football playoff championship. It won't happen." No other team in the Big Ten will. It's never going to happen. It's going to be Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, year after year. And that's a different podcast for someone else who's got a college football podcast <laughs> who can talk about the CFP. But if you're Jim Harbaugh, you achieve what you need to achieve. You put, you brought Michigan back. You brought him back to, to relevancy. You're good to go now. You don't have to have any more allegiance to them anymore. You can move on. You can go make the big – I mean, he's making good money in Michigan. but You can go make the big bucks and go back to a team that you loved for years in Chicago, and that's why I think there's the reports now are he's leaning to a return the NFL. And I think the only possible team, Jake, that he would be leaning towards is the Chicago Bears. I mean, you talk about the the Raiders from the organization. Maybe – no. If he were to choose between any of the openings – he would obviously, I think, choose the Chicago Bears. So he did what he needed to in Michigan done. It had I have every reason to believe he is ready to move on. If that is your worry, if you are worried that because I know a lot of people's worry is, well, is he really gonna leave? Yes, I think he's he if he wants to, he will. And I think he wants to. So
0: I just I just don't think. It's not my worry that he's not going to leave. I believe he'd. Le- yeah, of course you're going to take it j- Unless you're Nick Saban and you are literally the king of Tuscaloosa, like you're going to leave a college job to come in the NFL. Of course you will. Yeah, that's the goal, isn't it? Like that's. Well, that, I mean, there's I mean, some
1: differences when you've been in the NFL before. Sure, than but you I go mean, like that, that's and... what
0: I mean. That's what Kingsbury's doing in Arizona, and that's. I mean, we've seen it before, but my problem isn't that. Har- oh, Harbaugh might not leave. I think that. People are romanticizing this idea of Jim Harbaugh as a Bears coach, former player, checks the box, former quarterback. So obviously, he'd be great with the quarterbacks, has had success in the NFL. I think we're romanticizing this idea of him over someone like I I would, yeah, sure, romanticizing those are valid things. But I would much rather have a Byron Leftwich or Brian Dabble or a coordinator from an NFL team like. I don't need to go to college for what we think Jim Harbaugh can be. Like, I don't, it's not what we think
1: we can be. It's what we know he can be, Jake. We have like, this is, we don't know that we know, we know what what he do. We we know 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 what he
0: was. We know what he was and he left the NFL for a reason. How do we know he can repeat that? We can't pin our hopes to a 49ers team success from seven years ago. Six, seven years ago? Why not? We why not? Because it was six, seven years ago for a reason. He's at Michigan for a reason. If that was able to be continued, he'd still be in San Francisco. I'd much rather pin my hopes to the potential of a left witch, a devil, a guy who's currently in the NFL with a high power than pin my hopes to a dream that happened seven years ago. I'd it's much rather
1: dream I I, so here's, okay, well, th- we've talked about this before. You're playing a risky game, Jake. You're playing a very, very risky game. This happened, and it's happened consistently. Uh, you know, Joe Brady, gone. Matt Rule is going to be gone. You look at a lot of, like, it is very hitter. Hiring the offensive new coordinator Rule came very, from very, very Baylor. hitter. Missed. Matt Rule came yeah, from college. Okay. That's, but I'm not. I'm not compare. I'm not going to compare Jim Harbaugh to coaches that came straight from college because he's had NFL experience. He's not. He's not in that same category as them. That's why I'm not going to compare him to Kingsbury or any Carol P. Carroll, I'm not going to compare him to anybody because he's been in the NFL. It's not like this is new for him. He's coming to the NFL. He might not know how to work with an NFL team. That's always a worry for coaches who come from college. So I'm not worried about that. But I am done. I am done with hiring the guy who had a really good offense on another team. And no one can really point pent the reasons why you could say Kellen Moore has a really good offense, but I could also sit here and tell you how they have the best offensive personnel in the national football league by a very wide, large margin. I could sit here for hours and tell you that now Byron left, which is kind of a similar conversation, best Pieces in the offense, it, it, or best offensive pieces in the NFL. And it's almost not even, cl- it's them in Dallas. And those are your top two choices are Kellen Moore and Byron Leftwich. So you do need to find a coach who has proven that he can win in certain places. He's a career winner, whether it be college or the NFL. He's proven he can work with a young quarterback who's also mobile, who has many similarities to Justin Fields, that being Colin Kaepernick. He's proven he can make it to the biggest games, including the Super Bowl. He's proven he can develop players and get your team ready to play. Every single one of those aspects and elements matter, should matter more and matter more to me than this guy, left, right, left, which, more, dabble blank 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 had these amount of stats in the nfl the past few years had the the 13th best epa the the, the, the the two yards per game all this dumb stuff so, i've played that game before with matt nagy i don't need to play it again give me a coach who has won give me a coach who can develop players give me a coach who can work with a quarterback who has done it in the past that's what i want and that's what you can get a jim harbaugh
0: i think you're letting the matt nagy higher cloud your judgment here mark Tressman. I think Mark Tristman was from the CFL. That was completely unprecedented. Sure, but it was there was, was the same compl- ideology. That was fresh compl- new that offense. That was compl- well. See, so that's the problem. Is it the people doing the hiring?
1: Because it right, because it, but- work- it works. Okay, else. so you're proving the point though. If it you works- hire Jim Harb, Harb was the safest. You're- He's the safest. Ugh. He's won before. The he's safest. the safest pick. He's the safest about, pick for head coach. I don't know about the who safer. is what who is safer than Harbaugh? You're taking a flyer on any guy who hasn't been to a Super Bowl before, technically. I mean, he's the safest. He's gotten you there. And if Jim Harbaugh doesn't work out, you could probably make the argument, then yeah, it's probably other factors. Cause this guy has done it before and he's proven that he can win in every location. I don't like. If you and now now, there is something to be said for playing the risky game. There is something to be said for taking the flyer on a left which and a table. And I'm not going to be angry if that happens. I'll be I'll be content and I will find ways that t- to make me happy about it. But given what we know about the Chicago Bears, given the the, the, the pain that we've been through, I am totally fine. With picking guy who's been in the Super Bowl, who's a career winner, who is the safer pick. I'm okay with not taking the flyer once in a lifetime here for the Bears. Like I'm, I'm fine with that because they've done it in the past, even at different positions, not just at the head coach, quarterback, flyer. Let's take the flyer and Mitch Trubisky, right? Why not? Let's not go with the safe pitch in Deshaun Watson. Screw the safe pick. Let's take the flyer. How'd that work out for you? How'd that work out for you? I, I, I think, I think we're tied. <laughs> I'm ready for the safe pick, Jake. As like. I'm I'm burnt I, out, man. Aren't I, you I burnt think, out? I I think
0: you're, like you're de- you're playing it fast and loose with this definition of a safe pick.
1: How I, how how is that fast and loose? It's it, it it's it's the definition of a safe pick. Because how is it not? Well, because, Tell me how it's not. Because so.
0: other people's definition of safe would be a coach that's currently in the NFL working with good offenses. I get what you mean. Like oh yeah, you don't want to look at the stats. The stats is what you want. I get that the people are graded from Matt Nagy and coming. Yeah. We looked at all that when we hired Nagy. I get it. Like people have different definitions of safe. People are looking. Yeah. We all want different things than a head coach. Yeah. I'm I'm sure there's a lot of people who are listening to this. who are like, yes, Jim Harbaugh is the safe pick. Absolutely. Slam dunk. But there's probably a lot of people who are also like, why would we not take the guy from who has just been under Bruce Arians for the last three years? Why would we not take the guy who's been under Sean McDermott or Sean McVay or Cliff Kingsbury and learn directly from them? There's a lot of different, like you can spin this. We could sit here for hours and say what the safe pick actually is. I just think that this is the problem. And back to our conversation of like keeping the status quo, so to speak, you bring in Jim Harbaugh, like, yeah, all right, that's the Bears guy. That's the guy that everyone wants. Like, That's kind of where you're just kicking the can down the road. I get it. I get the appeal of the proven winner. Like I get, I get the appeal of the proven winner. I get the appeal of the guy that's done it before. But again, like that was seven years ago. Like people leave, like Matt rules about to get kicked down to college again for a reason. Jim Harbaugh got kicked to college. Like, why do you, what do you think the reason was? Matt didn't make the
1: playoffs what, one what time. What do you think
0: the reason is that Jim Harbaugh, when he was fired from the 49ers, went to Michigan? Why didn't he get another NFL job?
1: Because he wanted the Michigan job more. I mean, I think that was a reality. Come on. I would have to go back you, and figure, what do you come mean? Come on. You don't What's think he would have th- taken an NFL job? Granted. I mean, there granted, are some guys granted, who are Michigan, inclined to do it.
0: Granted, Michigan's a big program, and they gave him a ton of control over the program ton that's of a money very, too it, like the money very, was comparable yes, to an NFL job but like i think there's a reason he didn't get more calls because there was a grace period there like there was a time in between his firing and his hiring at Michigan i think was there's there? a reason remember. like there, i think there's a reason we didn't hear more like these teams are interested in jim Harbaugh. i think that's why you see guys like arians get more chances mike mccarthy get more stints at it more shots at it you know what i mean like i just the the thought of bringing because this is why I'm so against it because I think people are just so enticed by what he did before and by him being a Bears quarterback or former Bears player former former Bears quarterback like we've done this whole song and dance with Jim Harbaugh before like have like, we though yes uh, have le- we the last coaching search people, Harbaugh's name came up in the last coaching search for the same reasons good I think, as he I should think, I think there's a legitimate reason that Jim, I think Jim Harbaugh had his time in the sun in the NFL. And I think there's a reason people haven't tried to get him to come back to the NFL. Like, like Kevin, me and you are early 20, 20 year olds. Like we don't know jack shit about how the NFL works. Yeah. We like to guess at it. And that's why we do this podcast. Cause it's fun. And we like to take these guesses and take these shots. They know more than us. And I think there is a reason, the same reason that like guys like Chip Kelly don't come back. There's a reason oh, these guys on. don't come back. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm, Chip I'm, Kelly I'm not, didn't come back because he not, won like five games saying, in his career. I'm not saying Jim Har- Chip Kelly went to the playoffs multiple times,
1: barely. They, but, I don't like, even remember. I'm Kyle not saying they're forward. the same
0: guy, but there's a reason that these guys don't get multiple bites at the apple.
1: Yeah, but you're t- you're mainly talking. You're 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 putting everybody under the same umbrella. Jim Harbaugh is in a totally different umbrella. There's umbrella one and there's umbrella two and umbrella one contains a number of coaches that you describe who, you know, get fired and then don't get brought back and go back to college. And, and, and for some reason, aren't brought back to the NFL. And the reason why those guys and Matt Nagy could be under that umbrella soon is because they weren't career winners. You didn't have reasoning to bring them back. You had no other resume.
0: Before this year, would you have wanted urban Meyer? Not knowing what you know about his time in Jacksonville.
1: I wouldn't have wanted Urban Meyer. Proven winner, though. Yeah, but he didn't do it in the NFL. Okay, but proven so... winner across for
0: double the time that triple the time that. Jim this Harbaugh's is why college, this
1: is why Jim Harbaugh's under new umbrella, Jake. This is this is why you can't compare him to Urban Meyer. You can't compare him to anybody else because he's done it in the past. He's a proven winner in the NFL and in college. And he's clearly Urban Meyer, Urban Meyer was thrust into the wrong situation at the wrong time. I don't think he was equipped to be a quarterback. I think he made a dumb decision by or, or, to be a coach, sorry, not a quarterback. I think he made a dumb decision to do that. I think that's a, a totally different you know scenario. But when you this is why you can't compare th- these things are these things are independent of each other because Harbaugh One in the NFL, then one in college. And I have reason to believe he can come back to the NFL and win because it's not like he was terrible in the NFL, then went back to college, and then people are going to give him another chance. I wouldn't, if, if he was bad in the NFL previously, I wouldn't give him another chance. I wouldn't. And if he had just been in college, if he had no previous time with the 49ers and all we knew about Jim Harbaugh was he played for the bears and he had six seasons in Michigan and he beat Ohio state once and they made the playoff once. No, I don't want him. But because of what we know in the past, because he's been in the locker room, because we've heard very good things about his time in the locker room, this isn't just a fluke. We There have been very good things to be heard about Jim Harba and his time with the 49ers. The intangible aspects that we talk about that you said weeks ago are just as, if not more important than the numbers that a dabble, a left, which and a more may have on their resume. We've talked about those intangibles. And this is going back to the conversation we had 40 minutes ago at the start of this episode. I don't, you need to find a guy that is going to change the brand and change the status quo. If you believe, which I do, that a lot of that comes from the head coach. I don't know if Leftwich can do that. I don't know if Dabble can do that. I know Harbaugh can do that because he's done it. And you could argue he did it this year with Michigan and he gets his team ready to play. Like we know these things. That's why I say it's safe, is because we have a detailed list of what he's done and what he's good at. Whereas with Moore, and left, which these other guys, you may have a guess. We really thought Matt Nagy was going to build a real good culture because we thought we, we saw it after one year. We had one year of sample size in 2018 and we had a little bit of hints and bits and pieces from years past with KC. And look what happened. I want a guy who's got the resume, who's done it for multiple years, who's done it in different locations, whether that be, whether that be college in the NFL, as long as it has happened in the NFL once and we have that on paper, and we know that the moment he's the head coach, whatever day that may be in mid-January, that's why he's the safe pick, and that's why. Again, I'm not gonna, you know, Harbaugh is. Uh, we'll put his odds at what plus 600, maybe. Right? Is that safe sure. to be the Bears head coach? Let's throw it out there somewhere. If the Bears hire anyone else, I'm not gonna be pissed. I'm open to the. I'm open to the fact that they could hire Leftwich and more in Devil. And I think there's a legitimate chance that those guys can be okay. And we do have to kind of throw hindsight away a little bit when it comes to Matt Nagy and, and understand the fact that it has worked for different teams. But at a certain point, I am a little bit tired of that. As a Bears fan, it would be comforting to know that you have a guy who's done it before. That's that's the only, that's where I, that's all that I'm coming from. And one more thing, I want to ask your opinion on this. There's people out there, who think there would be an issue, and these people are dumb because I could tell you there wouldn't be because Justin Fields is a competitor and he'll do whatever it takes to win. To the people who think Justin Fields would not work with Jim Harbaugh because he was the head coach of the Michigan football <laughs> that, yeah, team, that's is hilarious. absolutely absurd. Yeah, Justin Fields did not have the same allegiance to Ohio State as others did. He was a transfer from Georgia. He's not a hometown Ohio kid. Well, also, he does not you care. know,
0: he. He's in the NFL now. He'll work with whoever yeah, big they boy shoes whoever now. they say, yeah. hey, this is your head coach now. <laughs> like, I don't think right. it matters. Like, yeah, it's uh, it's a little bit different. But all right, I mean, we just disagree about that. Then, I mean, Harbaugh's your guy. I
1: it's fair. I honestly, it would be fun if we. It wouldn't be fun if we agreed all the time, right. Jake. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, we which just which is disagree. why we don't most of right. the time.
0: We we disagree on that, and that's fine. Um, I really don't like. I haven't dove into it yet. I think right now I lean left, which but. I mean, we'll see what happens, but yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens in five days. We hope we'll have some clarity on that situation. I also just think Michigan's not going to let him leave. Like I I think Michigan is going to be like, hey, they,
1: they, they, they don't have to. Like I think they'll throw more
0: money, more like they'll. I mean, we know what happens in college (laughs) sports. Like behind the scenes, wink, wink, under the table, handshake stuff. They'll they'll make something happen. They'll get him more money. They'll get him whatever the hell he wants. But I mean, we'll see. I mean, we disagree on that, and that's fine. Um, I mean, that's just as it is. Um, Real quick, uh, with the last couple minutes, Bears probably beat the Vikings on Sunday, right?
1: Uh, I think so. Now, fields just starting. Right, um, we can go a little bit over eight. Uh, I mean, if Matt this, but... Nagy
0: pulls the same crap that we saw against the Giants, where he's just not going to play the young guys, right? I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna have an aneurysm. Why are we only getting <laughs> Thomas Graham three snaps? Why are we, yeah. only getting why are we getting Dan's new some zero? Why are we getting Tevin yep. Jenkins seven or whatever it was? It's bananas. It's insane. It's stupid. It, like we get it, dude. You're clinging to your job, whatever. You're on your way out. Play the guys. That's what we need to see. Even if you're not going to be here, at least have some pride in being like, hey, these are young NFL players trying to carve mm-hmm. out a role. At least do a service by them, you clown.
1: All right. You want to call yourself a player's coach? Well, you know, do these guys, do these guys a little help and be a player's coach and get right. them, you know, in a better position for next year. But it's funny how. We talk so much about recency bias, and it exists so much the moment you enter the offseason. Think about last year. How much did recency bias exist last year? We almost nearly erased the sixth game losing streak because they beat the Jaguars and the Texans and the Vikings and the Lions, and they snuck into the playoffs. We, we erased whatever happened in the beginning of the year because of recency bias. You can't erase most of what happened, but if you go out to Minnesota and they're going to have – Arguably the same amount of changes as the Bears will. well. I think Zimmer's gone. I think they may have some things to explore with Kirk Cousins. If Justin Fields goes to Minnesota, lights it up, and the Bears win by maybe 10 points, you have healthy momentum going to 2022. And people won't forget that Justin Fields' final game. And they'll think about that more than they'll think about the Cleveland game. Or they'll think about the other games, as they should. Because those other games, to me, the, the bad games for Justin Fields are greater anomalies to be discussed than are the good games, in my opinion. Because we have reasons mm. why the bad games went bad and why the good games went good. And why the bad games went bad were pretty much out of his control. And why the good games went good were pretty much because they were in his control. So, what are you expecting from him? Do you? He's been injured. He's been out. Final game. I just, he honestly, I just
0: want him to come out healthy. I mean... <laughs> don't, don't throw four interceptions, you know, take uh, care just take care of the football, play a right, clean game. Clean. Um, I, you know how I feel about the whole momentum heading into 2022 thing. Um, I'm, but I mean, I agree with you. It, like we want to see some sort of progression from him. We want to see him continue to improve. Um, but you're right. In, in a way, uh, you're like half, right. Like you can't look at the bad games and say, okay, uh, you know, he's going to be bad and you can't look at the good games and say, okay, he's going to be good. But I mean, like, yeah, it's fair. all one. Like you can't have one in a vacuum and ignore the other. It's Justin Fields has had a very up and down year. We'll see what happens, but you hope that when you pair him with the right guy, he can be as solidly above average, if not one day, all pro quarterback. And that's what you hope for, but just give me a clean game from fields. Take care of the football. Don't turn it over. And show me something from the other guys. So show me Tevin Jenkins on the field. Show me Thomas Graham Jr. Give me, I'm tired of seeing Artie Burns. I, like, I don't care. He's not going to be on the <laughs> roster next year. I'm, you know, more part, I'm out. I'm over Marquise Goodwin and Demir Bird. At least one of those one guys might be back. At least one of those guys is not going to be on the team next year. Jimmy Graham, thanks for your service. You've been great. Awesome. Thanks for being Walter Payton Man of the Year. Every year you've been here. See you later. You're not going to be around next year more likely than not. I don't need to see these guys. Jermaine Fetty, if you even see the field, I'm going to keel over and have an aneurysm on the floor. Like, I don't need to see the guys that are on the last day of their one-year contracts. I don't need to see them. Jason Peters has earned it. Fine. (laughs) He's played great. He's been your best offensive lineman. Fine. He can be out there. But show me some time. Like, if you're up by 10... If you're up by double digits in in late in the third quarter, give me Tevin Jenkins. I don't care. Jason Peters, great. Thanks for all you did. Don't need you anymore. Like it's Mm -hmm. show me the guys that we need to see. And Justin Fields, just take care of the football, play a clean game, show us some kind of like show us eighty percent of the end of the Pittsburgh game, and I'm happy.
1: Yeah, uh, you'd be very happy with that because that's what you remember most as you go into. As you go into the offseason. so here's what we need to happen: we need a Thomas Graham interception, we need a Daz Newsome 80 yard touchdown catch from Justin Fields, we need t- five Tevin Jacobs pancakes, then we can go in to the offseason content. If those, uh, if all, if uh, if those three things happen, check those boxes, and we're happy. And then on Monday, once Matt gets fired, cherry on top, <laughs> boom. And and like again, man, it is refreshing to think that we are that close to a new era. And right. the, it's like the weekly things, man. It is a pain. It like. I don't think Bears fans know like the mental well, Bears fans do know. For some, not for some reason, for good reason, like you love this team. This team determines how how this team plays, determines how your week is. It does. If the Bears lose on Sunday and you hear bullshit from Matt Nagy all week, odds are it's not going to make your week any better. But if the Bears win and everything's going great and things are awesome and club dub and, you know, they're saying the right things in the press conferences, then you have a heck of a lot better of a week. So to know that the pain that you've endured the past Three years could be alleviated is very, 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 very refreshing. So four yeah. years too.
0: Also way. real quick uh, credit to Robert Quinn, new single season sack record holder of the Chicago bears. He got to Mike Glennon 18 is the new record build the statue. Love it. I mean, shout out to Robert Quinn, complete bounce back from last year. We all call him a bust, not worth the money. And a lost year has definitely made an, uh, Remade his image in Chicago.
1: I have a question for you. Okay. Does NFL comeback player of the year apply only to players who were injured in 2020 in the prior year? Because every year it's a guy who was injured. Yeah, I mean, I don't now, know the I don't stipulations know. for
0: that. I, I I think it's more leans towards injury because it's way harder and way more glamorous to come back from a catastrophic injury. A la Dak Prescott, Joe Burrow, Nick Bosa. than it is from a down year oh. where everyone just hates you because you weren't worth the money. It, it's like that it's way more glamorous and it gets way more public like, Joe Burrow and Dak Prescott are, are way more deserving of it than Robert Quinn. Like what did Robert Quinn go through? Okay. Everyone told him he sucked for a year like this. And then, and now everybody loves him. It's fine. Dak I mean, Prescott's, two to
1: 18 sacks. Two Dak, Dak, Dak Prescott's
0: foot was hanging off of his <laughs> leg. You know, Joe Burrow's knee exploded and now he's, now he's led his team to the two seed in the AFC. Like it's, hey, they might it might be the one seat, It's though. Exactly. It's a little bit different. So I, I get, where, I, I get where I get where you're coming from, but Robert Quinn has never had a chance at it. <laughs> like, never had a, you know what, a, a, a prayer.
1: Fair enough. You know what the Bears need? What they really need? They need. They, they they no. They they got they got Justin, who's going to be better. No, Joe Burrow's very very good quarterback. They need the Bengals to win the Super Bowl because or the Raiders because in the past two years or not the past years the past year the Bears beat the Super Bowl champion. Now, if the two years in a row we can say the Bears beat the Super Bowl champion, it's something to hang our hat on for a little bit, right? We beat the Buccaneers last year. Well, they like, were well, they, well, we they were the, the Super, two Bowl B champions.
0: Super Bowl champion. Super Bowl champion. They weren't. What yet. do you mean the two be like? They were. Well, they were the to be champions. They weren't. Yeah. Right. This but this year champions. you played the reigning champs
1: and you got your ass kicked. Ah. <laughs> ah. yeah <laughs> you, can, you can you can make a tweet out of it that i'll get like 150 likes and it's worth something so why not go Bengals? i guess sure need the, need the Bengals to win the super sure. Bowl. yeah so we can, the loss to uh, the bears gloat. is what
0: kick-started to uh super bowl runs we can go with that
1: there you go there you that, go that's the
0: tweet all that right doesn't
1: make it feel good for us though no honestly. it does not
0: but hey maybe the bears will get there eventually who knows but what we do know well what we think 99 percent sure the next time we talk to you, the listeners and the viewers, is that we will be diving fully into a new head coaching search because the next time we talk to you will be next week. After the season is over, we will put a bow on the 2021 slash 2022 season and we will look ahead and then we will take a little hiatus for the playoffs and unless there's breaking news as far as coaches go and then we'll talk through it and we'll talk through head coaching search. We'll go through all of that. And we're going to be here. We'll we'll walk through it. We'll walk through candidates. We'll walk through not Jim Harbaugh. We'll walk through everybody else. And then we will go through it. And then when that person is hired, we'll get excited about it together. But we will talk to you next week. And we'll start that head coaching search talk. Well, I mean, we kind of started it today. But we'll get real into it next week when we hopefully, fingers crossed, are talking about a head coaching vacancy in Chicago. But until then, dear listener, dear viewer, we love you, we care about you, and as always... Come on.